0: Hi, and welcome to the Happier You podcast. I'm your host, Bonna Normando. I started this podcast with the goal to inspire people to stop comparing their lives to others and start focusing on making their own journey unique, authentic, and happier. I thought, what if there's a voice out there encouraging people to find happy in their regular everyday lives? Instead of thinking happiness is something to be purchased, earned, or only for a select few. Each episode is meant to deliver a little bit of sunshine, as well as to challenge and inspire you. I'm inviting you on this journey to find the happier you. Hey, happy people, and welcome back. Today's topic is the number one reason to ditch New Year's resolutions and live your best life. I love fresh starts. Fresh starts to me mean new hope. And when we have hope, we have everything. What are you going to do with your fresh start? Are you creating a plan to build your hope, or are you avoiding the fresh start and just slugging along in your unhappiness? Today, I'm making a case that when you ditch the New Year's resolutions, you can create some hope. I don't know about you, but after many years of falling off my New Year's resolution bandwagon before the middle of February, and wait, that was on a good year, I had lost hope that I could affect any real change. I lost hope thinking, I was stuck where I was at, or at least as far as my January New Year's resolutions went, I was stuck. I would give someone just a basic answer whenever they asked me, but even as I said it, I didn't really believe it. So why don't we just ditch that yucky feeling, ditch those New Year's resolutions this year, and let's get real. Let's figure out what we really want and then create a solid plan and create hope. Remember, I believe that happiness is living the life you were meant to live. And you need to take charge and choose what you want. Don't give that power to anyone else. I think creating hope can be broken down into a process. Well, actually, I think you create hope when you feel like something is doable. And I, Ever the Planner, believe that when you have a plan, you can generate hope because you can actually see how this is going to come about. You can start to believe that you can do this. You aren't so afraid to be hopeful because you can see how your actions can make a difference. So, Quickly, the four steps I think are important are figuring out what do you really want? Then what do you need to get there? And when I say, what do you really need? I mean, break it down. What are the habits, thought processes, attitudes that are going to get you to where you want to go? These are lead indicators. And I'll get to that in a sec. Then number three, we're going to track this. Yep, track. We're going to track our lead indicators. And lastly, number four is reflection and review. In other words, we're gonna evaluate each week how we did on our lead indicators and balance that off with our lag indicators. Now, before I explain each of these steps, you're probably wondering what are lead and lag indicators. A few years ago, I read the book, The 12-Week Year by Brian P. Moran and Michael Lennington. It was a great book, but off the top of my head, one of the biggest ideas that really struck me was this lead and lag indicator concept. This is not a new concept by any stretch, but for me whatever stage I was at that time, this is what really hit home for me. So typically when we set New Year's resolutions, we talk about lag indicators. What do I want to achieve? What's my goal? A lead indicator is what are you going to do to achieve that goal? It's the daily or weekly action you are going to do. So really, I guess it's just goals and actions. But for whatever reason, lead indicator and lag indicator seems to put it into perspective for me because they're indicators. Now, if you only track your results, or lag indicators, then how can you do a reflection and a review and figure out how to improve or continue your results? Since I read that book, I asked myself, what am I tracking, the daily actions or the results? Well, ultimately, you need to be tracking both. But in the past, I would say I mostly focused on the results, and I often glossed over the actions I was or wasn't taking to get much closer to those goals. This four-step system focuses on both. So first up, how are we creating hope? Well, I want you to figure out what you really want. This can be tough. Often our answer is the typical, I want to make more money. I want to lose 20 pounds. I want that promotion. I want to be happier. These are all generalities. One of the things I have learned in life is that there is a difference between a want and a vision. Now, when I ask you, what do you want your life to look like? How do you want to feel? This is not an off-the-cuff answer. Sometimes we have to start with what we don't want and then go from there. I mean, sometimes all we have is that I really don't like my current job or I'm not happy with my body right now. Okay, let's go deeper. What job would make you happier? What aspects about that job would make you happier? What does that look like? What is it about your body that you want to change? (laughs) Yeah. Don't get me started on that one, right? We don't have enough time. But you get my picture. You get a clearer picture of what you want when you take the time to figure out what it looks like, what it feels like, how it makes you feel. And then it's easier to make it happen. I find when you do step number one correctly, we can get excited and rediscover hope. Hope that what we really want is attainable. This step can take time. Don't rush it. Slow down and work through it. You are worth it. You know, I believe in getting to know yourself. This is one of those honest with yourself self discovery moments that I don't want you to rush through. Next step, how are you going to get there? And these are your lead indicators or your daily and weekly activities, habits that are going to get you to this goal. A quick example of this is if you want to be able to do 30 full body push ups and keep up with your 70 something father, you have to start doing push ups. Your lead indicator is how many push ups you're going to do a day or a week. You need to figure out the route to get you there. If this was my example, which it is, I started with 60 push-ups from the knees every two days. It's a long story as how this became to be my goal. I didn't start with 60 push-ups at one time. It started in chunks of 10 push-ups from the knees. Then it went to 15 and then 20. Then each set of 20 started with five full-body push-ups. So I didn't actually start with a goal of catching up to my dad, but once I realized that I could, I got really excited. I got momentum. The lead indicator or action was the 60 push-ups every two days. The leg indicator for me is actually the amount of full body push-ups I'm able to do in each set, and that's increasing weekly. This leads beautifully into step number three and the tracking. Track your small wins on your way to your vision of what you want. Celebrate your winning streak and give yourself grace when you miss. Success creates momentum. As you achieve success in your lead indicator each week, you will start to see success in your leg indicators. Have you ever heard me talk about our small wins challenge? In that challenge, we use James Clear's concept on habit creation by not failing twice. So as you track, you realize you're not perfect and every day is not going to go exactly as you want. You just have to make sure that when you do miss a day, you never miss two days in a row. You keep at your goal and your tracking to ensure you hold yourself accountable. You don't let your goal slip away, but you need to track it so you have accountability and the data you're gonna need for step number four. This last step is reflection and review. And if you've been with me for any amount of time, you know I'm a huge fan of reflection and review. So what if you're on track for your lead indicators, your daily and weekly habits and activities, but the leg indicator... In other words, the results just aren't showing up. Well, this is the power of your reflection and review. You're going to analyze what you're doing, how well you're doing it, and see if it's heating the results that you expect. If you're doing the lead indicators daily and weekly, and the leg indicators aren't following, then you need to change something. You take that info and you readjust. You don't quit. You just recalibrate and figure out what you can do differently. Okay. So a quick example using all four steps. One of my goals for 2023 is to read 10 books. I not only want to read the 10 books, and I'm not talking about my easy read fiction fun novels, but books that are going to stretch me and push me to learn more and do more. I also want to take notes and pull action steps out of these books so I can share what I learned with you guys. So I could just say I want to read 10 books this year. But if I assume I'm taking off two months because, hey, I like easy math and I also like a chill summer. So that equals one book a month. Now, this isn't going to just happen. I personally have broken down this into reading and making notes in the book at least 25 minutes a day. I've also scheduled an education period into each of my weeks to keep up on courses that I'm taking and make sure I stay on top of this reading and learning goal. The lead indicator is the 25 minutes of reading each day. I can track that in my daily habit tracker along with my exercise and my water intake. The lag indicator is obviously the fact that I need to average a book a month. So in the reflection and review, if I'm not tracking to finish my first book by the end of January, I'm going to have to make some adjustments to my daily and weekly activity. You guys, I really believe in hope. I also believe in small wins and building momentum to living your best life. I've said it before and I will say it again, you are the only one who gets to decide what you want to do with this one beautiful life you've been given. Figure out what you were put here to do and work towards living your best life and your personal happiness one day at a time. So let's ditch those New Year's resolutions that you really didn't believe in anyway and find a vision and create that plan that you can get excited about. Going outside your comfort zone will get you new results. When you choose to go outside your comfort zone for something you want, instead of waiting to be forced outside your comfort zone, it's much easier to get excited about it. That feeling of accomplishment is powerful. You can do this. Take this fresh start and do something powerful with it. No one else can do this for you. Now, before I give you today's quote, I wanted to make sure you knew about the new resource I created. It's called 5 Daily Habits to Boost Your Personal Happiness. It's a free PDF with the five habits I recommend to boost your happiness this year. And just a reminder that my happiness course is launching in mid-February. I'll have more details coming out about that in the next couple of weeks. So make sure you sign up for the Happier You newsletter so you don't miss any updates. I'll put links to both of those in the show notes, or you can just come on over to the happieryou.net and sign up there. Today's quote, it's from Mel Robbins, and she says, You need to recognize the risk of moving toward your dreams is much lower than the slow, everyday punishment you inflict on yourself by suppressing your dream. All right, Team Happy. Remember, when you have a choice, choose happy. Have a good one and go get your happy on. Fresh starts. Fresh starts. Fresh starts. And you know what I'm going to say, right? This four-step, this, this four-step, this four, okay, try that again. Now, if you've ever heard me talk about our small whinge challenge, whinge, whinge, it wasn't my idea, but you know what? It's working out for me.